Welcome to Demogranomics, your insight to the powerful surprises ahead for the US economy. Demogranomics, where people make markets. And now, here is Mike Williams. Hello there and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's Mike Williams and um, let's get right to it. You know, it's uh, it's Memorial Day weekend break. So we're just going to call this a weekend summary. Some of the highlights we've already hit in some of the most recent podcasts, but you'll find this is interesting. Also, since it is right before the Memorial Day break, we wish you and yours a wonderful long weekend as we hit the unofficial kickoff of summer. If traveling, do so safely, have fun, and enjoy the well-earned time with family and friends. Also, importantly, if you see a soldier, thank them. We have the greatest men and women on earth protecting us by choice. That is, by volunteering to put themselves in harm's way so that we can enjoy Memorial Day back home. They deliver and pay dearly for our freedoms. So uh, let's thank them whenever we get a chance. Uh, While I suspected that I wouldn't do a podcast today, I just felt we should have some of these thoughts in hand as we approach the end of May and sail into the summer doldrums. The important thing, obviously, is Q1 GDP came out this morning, and it was, what do you know, revised higher. Keep in mind, of course, that the data released since the Q1 report has driven four consecutive weekly upside changes to the indicator that the Atlanta Fed runs that's called GDP Now. It's supposed to be a current view of what GDP growth is. And by the way, that's all the way up to 2.9% annually. That's a pretty good clip for an $18 trillion economy. Q1 GDP was increased to 0.8 tenths of 1% above the first estimate of one half of 1%. Corporate profits actually rose. That is the early sign of what we've been trying to explain to you as the false impression of an earnings recession. When you consider the fact that it is almost entirely due to the energy quadrant of our economy, as soon as that quadrant or sector passes what we ground trip mark, and we suspect that will be in the September time frame, you will notice that you will have bypassed the worst numbers, and oddly enough, to everyone's massive surprise, we will indeed see corporate growth again, and earnings will grow from a new foundation and move upward. So, uh, look, podcast uh, yesterday covered a lot of details on production and durable goods, Let's talk now about some sentiment because we've got some data that's out fresh that is just stunning. Uh, Newsletter writers are bearish. Sell-side guys on the street are bearish. Fund managers are bearish. Hedge fund guys are (laughs) getting clocked. And to cap it all off, we now have fresh data from AAII last evening showing the average investor is terrified and getting more so. And I'm going to give you some numbers. You can't see these charts, but I'm going to give you some numbers to give you a sense of how bad this has gotten. The current bullish reading is 17.8%. That is down from an already terrible reading, good for investors, 
of 19.4% last week. So it's getting worse. And here's the interesting part. I'm going to give you some comps. The low readings and bullish sentiment for the end of the tech bubble back in uh, 2003, after two years of selling off, was in mid to late February. The lowest point then, remember, this is back when the world was terrible and everybody hated stocks, the lowest point reached at that area of time was 21% bulls, meaning 20% more than we have now, when the S&P 500 was 788. I'm going to repeat that. The lowest point of bullish sentiment was reached in mid to late February of 2003 for that bear market. It was 21%. Remember, today's is 17.8%. So the 21% reading was when the S&P 500 was 788. 788, guys. Even more interesting, in 2003, our GDP was $13.5 trillion. Today, it's 18 plus. S&P 500 earnings in that year were $54.69. Today, you'll be shocked. They're almost two and a half times that. Dividends back then for the year for the S&P 500 was $17.88 per share. Guess what they are today? $43. Here's another snapshot for you. It's for March of 2009. You certainly remember that period. 08 and 09 was the end of the world. March of 09 was the low in the stock market. The intraday low for the S&P 500 back in that collapse was 666. That's why we call it the devil's doorstep. Interestingly enough, the low point of bullish sentiment readings back then was 18.92%. Remember, we're at 17.8%. So we are now even fewer bulls than we were at both of those periods of the end of bear markets. By the way, the S&P 500 for the week of that low reading in 2009 was 696, roughly a third of where it is now. In 2009, our GDP was $14.5 trillion. And S&P earnings that year were $56.86. This year, we're at 18 plus trillion in GDP, even in the, quote, paltry economic recovery. And our S&P earnings are going to tack over $110. And by the way, our dividends will hit $44 plus this year, twice what they were in 2009. Listen. As long-term investors, I can't tell you how good this is. It's time to again give thanks to emotional reactions. Yes, I do hope there is a summer swoon, and you should too. I'm going to repeat that. We need to pray for a summer swoon. Because with bullish readings already less than one in five people thinking good about the stock market, any sell-off in the summertime is going to be a uh, long-term opportunity, to say the least. So let's be ready to hunt. Since the AAII sentiment readings surveys started in June of 1987, I want you to realize something. Not just are we at ridiculously low bullish readings, 
but our neutral reading is over 50%. <clears throat> Here's the interesting thing about being over 50%. It's only happened 28 times. 28 times. Only six of those readings were recorded after 1989. Think about that for a second. Here's the fascinating part. Even rarer still is having a bullish sentiment under 20%, we do, and a neutral sentiment above 50%, we do. This is just the sixth time in the history of the sentiment survey all over the country. Investors of all shapes and sizes. Only the sixth time that has happened in the history of the survey. It previously occurred four times in 1988 and once in 1989, likely back then from the October 1987, quote, crash. You remember Black Monday, right? Here's the thing. On average, the S&P 500's six-month and one-year returns following those five other occurrences were 11.2% and 25% to the upside, both, both to the upside and both after extremely low readings. So remember, let's be thankful for the emotional reactions we are witnessing right now. Let's kick off the summer with the idea that we have to be on guard for some sell-offs, <laughs> and I hope we get them because it'll be some good times to plant seeds for the long term. I'm reminded of a comment from James Grant, a great guy. I got interviewed by him once, really sharp guy, been around forever, and here's his quote, to suppose that the value of a stock is determined purely by a corporation's earnings is to forget that people have in our past burned witches gone to war on a whim, risen to the defense of Joseph Stalin, and believed Orson Welles when he told them over the radio that the Martians had landed, unquote. So think about that, guys. We miraculously now have a lower reading on bullish sentiment and a higher neutral reading than either of the two pre periods above that we've noticed, that we've noted, where we witnessed GDPs far lower than we have now, S&P earnings far lower than we have now, and market averages far lower than we have now. Here we are with all this negative sentiment, yet the markets are literally battling it out just a few percentage points below all-time highs. I'm going to say it one more time. Pray for a summer swoon. Let me close out with some of these thoughts here. I want to give you a sense of what happens when people worry about numbers instead of facts, okay? In 1982, when I started, I remember hearing repeatedly, repeatedly, I mean every day for a couple of years, when I was telling people, look, guys, you don't understand them, but this big giant group of de generational people called the baby boom are exploding into our economy. Don't ask me how I figured all that out. I was only 22. But here's the thing. I explained it over and over and over again, and they said to me, Mike, are you nutty? They said it more politely than that. But here's what the important part of what they said. They said, Mike, 
you want me to invest in the Dow at a price it's never seen before. Mike, do you realize that the Dow has never been above 1100 It's never been there. And you want me to invest above, above 1100 You want me to buy stocks, risk my money on a future that looks so dark when the Dow is at record highs? And by the way, guys, there were some very, very smart people that told me that. So if you think any of us cannot be affected by our emotions, believe me, you're incorrect. I don't say that uh, offensively. I'm simply saying that as an educational point of view. There will be many people who will say today, are you mad You want me to invest in the Dow at 18,500 all-time new highs? Presuming, of course, we get there shortly. You want me to, Mike, I want to make sure I understand that. You want me to invest for the next 20 or 30 years when the Dow has never been this high before and the future looks so dark? I mean, there are so many problems out there. You really think I would be foolish enough to invest in the Dow at 18500 Now, today, our minds would see it that way, just like our minds saw it in 1982 at $1,100. But here's the kicker. In 30 more years, our kids are going to say, wait, my mom and dad didn't invest in the Dow when it was 18500 Are you kidding me? It's 210000 now. Of course, I'm just projecting. But here's the thing. If the Dow Jones Industrial Average percolates along, given all of the disasters we've lived through, if it percolates along the same way it has percolated along for the last 35 years, and it does so for the next 35 years, you will indeed see a Dow Jones Industrial Average well above 200,000. So I attest to you, we are in the same place as we were in 1982. The late 70s and early 80s were birthing the baby boom, exploding into our economy. Today, the next few years, you're going to watch the same period of time unfold. You're going to see Generation Y explode into our economy. Massive changes ahead. Massive and surprising good times are ahead. Stop being afraid. Find a way to understand that when the whole world is afraid is when you need to realize the surprise coming is better than you think. Hope this has been helpful. Have a wonderful Memorial Day. Stay safe. Stay with friends and family. Have a good time. Thank a soldier. Pray to God that we have him ahead for us. And also pray for a summer swoon. Until we see you again, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.